Betting Preview Podcast from Pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip. Vegas, baby. With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN. Can I call Marco Daddy? VR seems wild. NFL playoffs, wild card round. We've got New Orleans at the Seattle Seahawks. Johnny, tell us the line. Where are we at with the number on this game? First off, I mean, 7-9, first time in NFL history, and they're hosting the home game. So, I mean, it's almost like you're in bizarro world with this game. Um, Saints opened at 10, no-brainer, public's loving the Saints. Lines up to 10 and a half. Um, the total's actually down to 44 from the opener, 45, despite the early public action, at least, um, liking the over. The Seahawks, out of their nine losses, their average beatdown <laughs> was around 21 points. I mean, right. you're talking, yeah, even, even a low-level team in the NFL doesn't average losing by three TDs or more. I mean, that's like a, a low-level college team. So, I mean, right there is like right out the gate, wow. I mean, you're getting beat by three touchdowns or more on average. They already played the Saints once this year, got beat 34-19. to 19. Marco, I know you're a huge public perception guy. So before I go in you know, to my analysis on the game and, and who I like, how does that factor in the public perception here? Well, there's no question. This is the public perception game of the week for sure because all you saw last week is you know how whenever they won the game Seattle how it was such a disgrace to have a 7 and 9 team hosting a playoff game not only are they hosting the playoff game they're hosting the defending Super Bowl champs New Orleans and you know it is what it is it right. is a division you got to do it the public perception is so high on this game you're getting tremendous value if you want to bet this game and I know you're going to have the official pick, so I don't have an official play here, but I'm going to agree with you uh, in where you're going uh, as we talked beforehand. This is a situation, value-wise, looking at it strictly that way, you've got to look at Seattle. Because right. here's, here's why, Johnny. You mentioned they played already. They played in New Orleans. New Orleans won the game, as you said, 34-19. to They were 11-point favorite at home. At home. They're laying 11 on the road now. Right. Now, you're going to tell me that point. this is, you know, you're supposed to get three-point swing for home. So that's a six-point difference. There's eight, six points of value here from that first game to this game. You know, granted, yeah, give some, but not six points because they're seven and nine. They can't help their division was terrible. Right. And or they, they were kind of terrible, too. But. Well, the whole, I mean, the whole, <laughs> yeah, the whole division was terrible. But one thing that is going to go unnoticed in here, and I think it's something that's a sneaky part of it. We all know, and you know, you said it, you know, we're starting the playoffs. Everybody has right. a zero and zero record. We are starting the playoffs, but in my eyes, the Seattle Seahawks already played a playoff game, and that was last Sunday night. Wild crowd. It was a playoff. Anybody that was at that game, announcers-wise, or talking on TV, did say, even though it was a crappy game, I mean, it was, it was a playoff atmosphere. So they had that pressure already of your backs to the wall and having to win. Game through. Because it, it was the two teams that were fighting for that last playoff spot playing one another. It wasn't it so many times you get at the end of the season in the NFL, one team has something to play for, and the other one is reduced to the spoilers role. 
This was for all the marbles, so it was a playoff atmosphere. That will help them if this game is tight late because they've already went through some pressure. But is that enough to get them a win? I don't think so, but I, I think it can be closer than people think. What do you, what's your thoughts? I mean, you, you touched on it already. Is the NFL playoffs, and not to sound like a cliche, but, I mean, this is in college where you have, you know, Auburn playing some nobody's school and Auburn's going to win by 50. They're all professionals any given Sunday. I mean, it's a cliche, but it's the truth. Seattle is one of the loudest places to play in all football. Drew Brees, I mean, he's a super stud, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, he's thrown a lot of interceptions this year. And, you know, going back to the public perception thing on paper, you know, people are looking at the 21 points, average loss. They're looking at they already got smoked by New Orleans. They're 7-9. and nine. It's a no-brainer. You know, not even, maybe not a no-brainer even with the points. To tease it down, you take the New Orleans and you over, which I'm sure, you know, all, all, every square on the planet's going to take. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, let's look at that 34-19 game. Seattle drove up and down the field on them. They were in the red zone a lot that game. I think they kicked like four or five field goals. Um, at one point in the game, they actually got stuffed on the goal line. The running backs had tons of fumbles. So, like you said, the 34-19 game, I mean, bounces here or there. I mean, it's a lot, lot closer game, and it's a road game. They're technically both starting from scratch right now. They're at home. It's an excited crowd. This isn't college where someone's putting their foot on the throat to see how much they can run up the score to boost their rankings. New Orleans doesn't care if they win by 1,000 or they win by 1. No, because they got to play the next week. They need to go to the next week, so they're not looking to run up the score, but if, you know, if they don't have to, they want to win. But if they do get a lead, they're going to protect the lead and look to next weekend. I see the Saints winning the game, but I see them winning 21-17. I, I see them getting up early. I see Seattle maybe getting some garbage points, and then New Orleans running the clock out. And everyone at home who have the Saints in these teasers you know, at four or whatever, four and a half, are looking, they're going, why couldn't they cover the four? And that's how sometimes you look at the NFL. When you take those big favorites yeah. and you tease them down. I've talked about teasers many times on the show with RJ, and it's actually a part of my handicap. When a teaser looks absolutely too, too good, good to, to be, be true, true it, it, yeah. it happens. But I'll tell you one factor that we, neither one of us has touched upon yet in this game is New Orleans is a dome team. You're playing in Seattle. This is At this time of the year, you can get anything from – Wind to rain to snow, right? And you don't know what you're going to get in Seattle. So, I mean, that can be a factor as well. Uh, I agree with you. I think it's going to be closer than we think. New Orleans does advance to the next round. Let's face it. I don't see Seattle finding a way to win this right. game, but I think it's going to end up being closer than people think. I agree with you. But officially, Johnny Detroit's play is Seattle plus the points for playoff game number one. We're going to come right back here, Johnny, and we're going to go to Sunday. Going to be my best bet. We're going to take a look at Baltimore at Kansas City, playoff game on Sunday. You said Marco's best bet somewhere. Randy's shivering in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. We'll be right back. For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit pregameaction.com. Sunday, January 9th. NFL playoff, wild card round, Baltimore at Kansas City. Johnny, this is my best bet, so I'll be taking the lead here. But I want to throw it to you first. Give us where we're at on the line and tell me any you know thoughts you have on this one before I break it down. Baltimore open minus 3, plus 106. Flip side, plus 3, minus 125. 
The game right now is around a minus three at the, at the standard minus 110 juice. Total open at 42. We're down to 40 and a half. Public's all Baltimore so far with, with a small lean on the under. It's, it's kind of tossed either way. For me, I mean, this this is a tougher game to me. Is you know, KC they did go seven and one at home, but not one of those wins were against a winning team. And it's almost like pros and cons for both teams. And you're crossing them out. And there's really, in my eyes at least, there's not a huge edge either, either way. Is you got Kansas City on one end with, with the best rushing game. Baltimore on the flip side, everybody knows how good their defense is. I think they're ranked fifth in the NFL in stopping the run. Um, Castle's been lately on and off, but when he's hot, he's hot. I think his QB rating is something like 92. Baltimore, the last couple years, their defense, especially late in the season and in the playoffs, um, whether it's coaching, whether it's whether they're hitting their stride, is they're holding quarterbacks to around a mid-60 quarterback rating. So you have a, a stellar run game, a really, really good run defense. you got a quarterback who has a pretty good quarterback rating versus a team that historically late in the season in the playoffs shuts down quarterbacks. So something's going to have to give. I personally, as of now, have no real opinion on the game. And one, to put Randy out of his misery, because I, I, I could feel him shaking that you're about to give another best bet. <laughs> but at the same time, it's going to save him some money, so it's a good thing. Is Before you get to the best bet, which I know everyone's waiting for based on how hot you've been, is just to give you a little plug... Is this game means a lot to you because this is the wise guy contest, one of the bigger contests. Um, We're heading into the, the final uh, week of action. There's three guys tied for first place. One of them. And one of them is me, and uh, this is one of the two games that I entered in the wise guy contest, so I'm actually giving that out as my best bet here. It's actually not my best game, though. Each week in the wise guy contest, you make a best bet that counts for two points and then a regular play. Um, I will be selling my best bet. You know, it's going on Saturday, so be sure to check the website out. You know, tell you all about that. But this game, Johnny, well, you won the Wise Guy contest before too. I've won the Wise Guy contest twice. It's uh, give a plug. It's uh, run by Mark Lawrence, one of our cappers here at the mm-hmm. site. His playbook newsletter, and um, there's 67 or 68 um, handicappers in it. It's an invitation only uh, contest, and um, you know, I'm, I'm ecstatic to be in it. Uh, it was kind of, we were at the Bellagio last night, you know, you and RJ, and these guys were having a field day. Is that before or after RJ got robbed? <laughs> well, that was, that was, that's another story. We'll have to do that one in another Check video. out the pregame for us. <laughs> but uh, the game, one of the guys that's tied, he actually had Arkansas as his best bet, and it was actually his game of the year. You get one best bet that you get to count for three. So if he would have covered with Arkansas last night, Basically, the contest was over, so we were, you know, we were sweating the outcome of that game, and uh, you guys were laughing at the end, and when they blocked the, the punt at the end of the game, I literally, I thought I heard my heart stop, and, but then it started back up from the laughter of you two guys at the poker table. Well, real quick stock tip, in the event that your best bet does win is, you know, you should buy some stock in the Bellagio Buffet, because <laughs> if you hit that contest, yeah, this... There's, there's going to be a lot of buffets sold. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> I, usually when I hit a big game, I like to step it up from the buffet. So, you know, there'll be, there'll be some eating going on for sure. But this game, the public, we talk about public perception right. all the time. That's, you know, one of the keys to my handicapping. And it's all over Baltimore right now. The, it, because they're going to look at that last game. They're going to look at Kansas City. And they're viewing it that Kansas City had something to play for, which they did. 
Kansas City was in the playoffs, but they were playing for the number three or the number four seed, which, you know, is big because in the AFC, you want the number three seed, which guarantees you you're going to avoid New England as long as possible. Right. Um, and they laid an absolute egg against Oakland. Um, but real quick, though, it's a lot of, one thing is, you know, even lesser teams sometimes can have a better team's number, and they lost to Oakland earlier in the year, which in the NFL lose twice the same team. So I think people are looking a little bit too much in that Oakland game. They are, and, you know, we talked about my videos last week. That, this was one of the videos I did on the weekend. I had Oakland in that game, and Oakland had a ton of motivation. Even though they were not going to the playoffs, they wanted to do something that nobody's done in the AFC for a while. They swept the division. By winning yes. last week, they swept the division, finished 6-0, and and they also were sitting at 7-8 and where they had the motivation for a 500 season. And I know people say, what's that mean? You know, you didn't go to the playoffs. It means a lot psychologically a lot. To, to players that this was a non-losing season the, because they've had so many of them. The Detroit Lions, I mean, we weren't even 500, <laughs> but, you know, to win that four in a row on the local radio stations in Detroit, you know, they do an interview with Calvin Johnson every week. And, I mean, they have no shot for anything. And they were playing like it was... They were going to the playoffs. You know, to, to have that run to end the season, the motivation of going to the offseason is just huge. It, it is. So I liked Oakland last week. You're going to look at Baltimore. Here's what I'm looking at Baltimore. And normally if, if RJ was be sitting in that chair, we'd get into an argument about me saying somebody's overrated or underrated. Uh, at this point in time, I think Baltimore is overrated. And a lot of the season I've said they were underrated. I was a fan of Joe Flacco. I, I talked him up, and I know RJ, you know, always, you know, said Flacco's, you know, way overrated. Right. And but what I think is overrated is this Baltimore defense. Really? Uh, this all we hear about is this Baltimore defense. But this defense can be beat through the air. And Matt Castle, last week aside, and I, and I can't make any excuse for Matt Castle. He had an absolute horrible. I mean, horrible is not even a word to describe what he did. He was 13 of 36 last week, only 86 yards passing. But you take that, if we take the magic eraser and erase that one game, and you look at the rest of the season, Matt Castle's had an MVP-type season, and the only reason that nobody would talk about him as an MVP is because you've got a guy named Tom Brady and a guy named Michael Vick out there right. for their teams that he's lost in a shuffle. Kansas City has a great running game. I've always said, and I've said it a hundred times on videos, if you have a good running game. The best running game. They have the, yeah, the best running game. You take that good running game, it's going to make an average quarterback good. You take a good quarterback, it's going to make him great. And when you got both things working, you got the running game going, you got play action working, that's going to work to Matt Castle's favor. I like them. We talked in the first video about Seattle in their home field, how loud it is and how hard of it is. It's ironic that in the same weekend, I feel the two loudest outdoor venues in the NFL, without question, you talk to players, you listen to interviews, they'll all tell you the same thing. Kansas City and Seattle are the two loudest outdoor stadiums in the NFL. They're both home underdogs. Right. You know, so... It, it will be a factor, and I think if you look at Baltimore, yeah, they've won you know, a lot of games this year. They've finished, they're the only wild card team that actually tied for their division. It came down to a tiebreaker with them and the Steelers, 
as to who was the division winner and who went as the wild card. So the public, like you said, pounding away on Baltimore. But if you look closer, five of the last six games for Baltimore has been decided by seven points or less. They're not that dominating team. They're not putting teams away. And if you let this Kansas City team hang around with that strong home field, they're going to find a way to win this. This is going to be the first upset of the playoffs. I'm taking Kansas City outright, 23-20. That's my best bet. Hope you guys you know, make some money with it and root Marco on in the uh, wise guy contest. So that's my best bet. Any closing thoughts? No, I'm going to be betting it. Let's do it. That was Baltimore, uh, Kansas City. Take Kansas City 23-20 for my best bet. Next up, we're going to... The big one. One game left. What game could that be? Auburn, Oregon. Oh, yeah. That one. That L- one. Little that college l- football little, little game. game. BCS championship game. We'll be right back. For free real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit pregamelines.com. Monday, January 10th, BCS National Championship game, Oregon versus Auburn. This is the game we've been waiting for. It's the dream matchup. Two undefeated teams for all the marbles. Johnny, what's the line on this game? Where are we sitting at? Opened up Auburn minus 3-74. and 74. As of now, the public's on Auburn and the under. The line's now down to 2.5 and, and 74 right now. To me, this is, I'm really excited about this game. I mean, all those great years of those great USC teams with the great SEC teams, you never really got to see the elite SEC school play the elite Pac-10 school in a bowl game. You know, it was always an Ohio State or, you know, a Big 12 team mixed somewhere in the bunch. I'm really excited about this because the SEC is going for their fourth straight possible BCS title in a row, which is huge. I'm excited about this game, to be honest, Marco. What's your thoughts on it? Well, there's no question. Uh, you know, this is what everybody wanted. They wanted to see these two teams. And, you know, you look at it on the surface, you've got two offenses that look virtually unstoppable. And I'm going to sound crazy, but I think this game's going to come down to defense. Believe it or not, in the end, it's going to be who makes the stops. And there's going to be situations where the teams are going to go up and down the field. There's no question about that. But who's going to be the defense that makes somebody settle for the field goal instead of the touchdown? And that's where the game's going to be decided. And Oregon has held six opponents this year to 16 points or less. Now, Auburn, on the flip side, at the beginning of the season, and we did several videos with RJ that, and a couple of the videos actually, my pick was based was on the over because nobody could stop this Auburn team, and yet Auburn couldn't stop anybody. But in the final two weeks of the season, you've had a total change of character for Auburn, and I only want to say the final two games of the season, the final game and a half, right? Because it it happened in the second half of that really the middle of the second quarter, Thanksgiving, the weekend, the Friday after Thanksgiving, whenever Auburn was trailing 21-24 nothing to Alabama, and they absolutely put the clamps on Alabama, come storming back to keep the perfect season alive, and then they just manhandled South Carolina in the SEC championship. Auburn, to me, one of the key things in this game is your better teams is versus better teams versus not better teams is the not better teams whine about what it could have should us. You know, 
people can say, oh, Auburn got lucky, they came back. They, but they came back. That's good coaching. On the that, road to boot. It's a solid team. It's good conditioning. There's so many variables that some people call luck. I call that's what makes them the better team because mm-hmm. the better team doesn't make those mistakes. Um, the only like real one comparison, the reason I'm so excited about this game is going back to the whole, you know, when USC had those amazing squads, you never really, you, know, you actually never got to see them play the Florida squads of those years, the Tennessee mm-hmm. squads. You know, in the flip side, when the powerhouse SEC schools, they played in Ohio State or, you know, they played some Big 12 schools. So you never really got to see them. We're finally getting to see it. The only real thing you could look at is, you know, earlier in the year is Oregon at Tennessee destroyed them 48-13. Does that mean anything? I mean, Tennessee is 6-6. Six six. I mean, they weren't exactly the cream of the crop in the SEC. But going back to the coaching issue is Auburn played nine bowl teams and outscored them in the fourth quarter, 135 points to 31. So you're talking a team that when it gets to that fourth quarter, that crunch time, whether they're down, whether they're up, they're out to play. That's coaching. That's conditioning. And, you know, people talk of the speed of the SEC. Auburn's a hard-hitting team. You know, they're wearing you down. And by the time they get to that fourth quarter, you know, those guys on the sideline, you know, have ice packs on their head, and the Auburn guys are frothing at the mouth, and it shows in the stats. They're not taking their foot off the gas. A memo that I wish Jim Tressel and Gary Peterson oh. would would get yeah. because they def- both of those guys took the foot off the gas Especially in the bowl Ohio games State. And, and almost cost them both of them almost cost themselves the bowl games but that's another story Johnny one thing that you know we're talking about this game and you know trying to pick the winner and you know I'll be honest with you right now I don't have a side in this game yet um, I, I've been back and forth I flip flopped a couple times so I don't know what I'm going to do on a side. But I am going to give a pick in this game, and my pick's going to come on the total. And everything we've talked about so far has been about these offenses. We've, we've, I've said it. I think it's going to come down to defense. But I'm going to look at the under, and here's why I'm going to look at it. This total is as high as it can possibly be. Right. The, the hype for this game is two of the most you know, prolific offenses in college football going head-to-head. So... Where do you put the number? I'm looking at it and saying what people aren't considering is these two teams haven't played for a month. This is being played on January 10th. Right. It's even longer for Oregon. You know, in Auburn played in the SEC championship game. So you haven't played for a month. You're going to be a little bit rusty, a little bit out of sync. Also factor in, you're playing for the national championship game. It's almost like a uh, when you the hype for a big boxing match. There's two heavyweights that you know love to duke it out. But when they come out in that first round, what are they doing? Are they throwing haymakers? Filling each other out. They're filling each other out and throwing jabs. And, and that's why to go back to that whole fourth quarter thing to me is that fourth quarter is going to be really exciting to watch. You know, I mentioned earlier about the Auburn outscoring the nine bowl teams, one thirty-five to thirty-one. On the flip side, Oregon. There's only been one team all year that's been within a touchdown of them in the fourth quarter. So, yeah. by, so by the fourth quarter, Oregon, even you know when they're losing to Stanford, I think it was like 21-3 at one point, they make some adjustments, whatever, boom. By the fourth quarter, they're destroying people. So you have teams that can't even get within a touchdown of this squad. By the fourth quarter, but on the flip side, Auburn in the fourth quarter dominates the coaching, the conditioning. Something has to give 
that fourth quarter to me, and that's why as of now I'm not really sure where I'm going to go because that fourth quarter, one of them is going to have to budge. But back to the total, with a total this high, if you've got that one slow quarter, that can kill because then you're, playing, you're behind the number the whole way. You know, when you've got an over-under of 74, right. you've got to be scoring every, every quarter. Now, the only thing that, you know, with an under in a game like this, that you, you do run the risk if this is a dogfight and they do go up and down the field and they get it to overtime, you know, then, you, you know, you could be cooked. But I'm going to go with a slow first quarter. And Oregon, if you do look at a couple of their games this year, they have started games out slow. A lot of them slow. And then they get rolling. And like I said, you can't afford too much of clock going with no points being put on the board right. with this kind of total. So my pick's going to be on the unders, what I'm going to give here. You got anything you want to you add to this one? I'm Honestly, like I said, I'm really excited to see finally the best Pac-10 school versus the best SEC school. There's not tons of history with these two conferences. It's for all the marbles, you know, similar teams. I mean, who knows? You know, we should just, you know, lose your plane ticket and have you stay till Monday and watch the championship. Yeah, get a little better weather, man. I came out here. I could have stayed in Detroit for this nonsense. <laughs> okay. That's the national championship game. My official pick here on the video is we're going to go with the under, uh, take this game. I have the score a 33-30 type game. I don't know who's going to have the 33. I think it's going to come down. It's going <laughs> to come down. The fourth quarter, like, like I said. You know, but... Uh, Let's go with the under for this pick. That's going to wrap up this week's show. Johnny, pleasure having you on board. Hey, thank We've you. We've got to get you uh, out here to Vegas more often and you know, check out Johnny Detroit. We're going to also be doing a video later. You'll be able to watch that on Johnny's homepage. We're going to do a Meet the Pros with Johnny so you get to know where he's coming from and how his style of what he does to pick winners and make money. Well, i got to call the lawyer first to see what I technically and technically <laughs> No problem. Thanks for watching. Uh, enjoy the national championship game. We'll be back next week.